Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And I really hope that you've enjoyed these last six weeks on this Greek word, koinonia. I'd suggest if you're just picking up right here and haven't listened in a while, that you listen to the last uh, five episodes and uh, go back in and, and listen to those as they're all a part of a series on, on this word koinonia. As we've talked about why together and, and being an ingredient We've talked about coming together, worshiping together, eating together, serving together. And now today, we're going to talk about the last part of koinonia, and that is doing life together. And through all of this talk on koinonia, which means as a reminder, togetherness, community, joint participation, For me, there's been a verse that just kind of keeps floating to the top and and keeps sitting on the front of my brain. It's it's one that I used a while back in September on the episode Build Your Team. And uh, one that I want to use here again in regards to us doing life together. And it's Ecclesiastes 4 and goes like this. Verse 9, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three, or even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You know, I've, I've talked so much in almost any episode that, uh, that, that we've done together, you know, to this point about how this life that we live is just so rough sometimes and, and it's brutal. And all of us are usually in one of three spots. We're either going through something, we're about to go through something, or we are coming out of something. And it's constant. It's, it's like a revolving door. But even with that and through this stuff that life throws at us, even, even through the self-pity and the depression and the panic and the loneliness, the loss, the chaos, God tells us, draw near to me. And he tells us, I'll be with you. But he also tells us to draw near to people and that they can help and, and they will or can be with you as well to help with whatever you're going through. And isn't it amazing that when you go back to the very beginning, the very first problem we have recorded for us in Scripture is that of loneliness and and Adam. And, And what does God do but exactly what's reinforced over and over and over throughout Scripture and then reinforced for us in what I just read from Ecclesiastes 4, that two are better than one, Adam and Eve. Two people can keep each other warm. Two people can stand back to back together and conquer, that together is better. God showed us that from the very beginning, and he still shows us that today. Now with that, so much of what we go through and how people 
or a church, a tribe, a community can help in our moments where we feel the most alone reminds me so much of a saying I've heard and used often when I was coaching, and that is that one is better than one. And what that means is that the one team, the the team as as a whole together is better than the one person that is by themselves and on their own. The hard part, though, in truly understanding how much power lies within that first one of this quote, the one team, the hard part there is that those that make up that team and that one, they got to put aside their egos. They got to trust each other and they have to truly work together as a team. So the first part of your 44 today is I read through the first... uh, few verses there of Ecclesiastes 4 and verses 9 and 10. Um, And I'll read it for you again. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And, And that reminds me so much, not just of that phrase I just mentioned to you, that one is better than one. But it also reminds me of a story that I came across not too long ago, and it's it's a pretty well-known story about a man named Charles Plum. And I, I say it's well-known, meaning you could Google his name and, and you would see a bunch of results of, of this man. Uh, so who was Charles Plum? Well, he was a, a U.S. jet fighter in, uh, in Vietnam, and he was a man who had completed about 75 combat missions when one day he was shot down on one of those combat missions and Charles was ejected from his jet and he parachuted down into enemy hands where he spent six years in Vietnamese prison. And so while in prison, one day there was a, a man that came up to him and said, man, I, I know you, you're, you're plum, aren't you? And uh, he says that, that uh, I, I've seen you before. You, you flew jet fighters and, and you were shot down. I know who you were. And so Plum was confused and he asked this man, okay, well, how did you know that? And this man responded and he said, I packed your parachute, he replied. The man then shook his hand and he said, well, I, I guess it worked. And, uh, and Plum assured him and he, and he said, yeah, man, honestly, if that parachute hadn't have worked, I wouldn't be here today. And so Charles Plum goes on to write um, in in several places that you can read about that he thought so often after that about this man who held his fate in his hands and packed his parachute, someone he didn't even know. And he kept pondering how many times he had probably seen this guy and never said anything to him. And I thought about that by way of application to what we're talking about, because you see, in our lives, whether it's personal or work related or it's, you know, within our church or our our family, you know, many people have a hand in our parachutes. When life gets hard, when things get tough and it's rough, when you're shot down, who is it that packed your parachute? Because it's usually the work of those around us that allow us to safely feel our feet touch the ground again. And it's very easy to overlook the work and the power of many. But as Ecclesiastes says, and we go back there, a, a triple braided cord, it's that that's not easily broken. So the more that you can add to your team, 
to do this thing called life with, the better off you'll be. The more people packing your parachute, the better. The second part of your 44 today is from the same place, but I think the often overlooked part of this whole section of Ecclesiastes 4, which reads, Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? Now with this, I I don't know when the last time you sat by a fire was. Um, it's It's been a minute for me, but I've been around enough fires to know that as the wood burns, you start to get coals. These, these bite-sized pieces that are really, really hot and they turn orange, really bright orange. And And what's interesting here is that the more bright orange coals you get together, the hotter the fire and the higher the flame will be. But if you decide to remove just one of those coals, one bite-sized piece, and you put it off to the side, what happens? Well, it turns black and it's all burnt up. It's no longer hot. And in fact, after a while, it's not even warm. But the coolest part about where I'm going with this is that with this illustration and as it relates to koinonia and doing life together is that no matter how cool that one coal gets off by itself and over to the side and all alone, that if you throw it back in with all of the other coals, It won't stay black, it won't stay burnt, and it won't stay cooled off for long. It will ignite, and it will warm up immediately. And those coals that surround it will take over and will go to work in warming it back up. And man, how true that is of us too, isn't it? If you want to see and you want to understand the value of a team or of a tribe or of a church and the importance of not being alone and off by yourself and on your own, it's right here in this illustration. Because when we get in there close to others, instead of off by ourselves and on our own, as God designed us to be, you watch what happens to the temperature in your life. With that, I, I want to encourage you as we close not just this episode, but this series, to take some steps towards raising your temperature, take some steps towards being a parachute packer and taking steps towards allowing others to warm you up and to pack your parachute. But, you know, both of these stories I've been holding on to as we close our series for now on Koinonia. And while it may be a bit before I say the word Koinonia again, I hope and I pray that you keep listening to him who tells us time and time and time again that when we belong to each other and we are together, that that is better. Thank you guys so much for listening in today. I love you. Thank you as always. Now, go eat.